Welcome to the Innovation Today podcast, where we speak with today's technology leaders about how they're innovating to stay ahead of changing industry dynamics and reaching new levels of productivity and automation. Brought to you by ServiceNow, your partner in digital transformation. Thank you for joining us today for another episode of the Innovation Today podcast. I'm your host, David Wilson, Global Area Vice President at ServiceNow. Today, we're excited to welcome Dean Fairchild, General Manager and Global Partner Development Lead of the ServiceNow Partnership at Wipro. Welcome, Dean. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. Today, we're going to dive into the topic of field service management and field acts from Wipro. But first, Dean, why don't you tell us a bit about your role and why this topic is of importance for us right now? Sure. Thanks, David. My role within ServiceNow is I run the global go-to-market for the ServiceNow Partnership um, interesting enough, I am former ServiceNow uh, and came over here to Wipro to really help scale and develop the ServiceNow partnership. You made a comment about why is you know the topic of F- FSM and FieldX important. FieldX was our first offering that we put together on this on the ServiceNow platform. Field service management is really important for us because when we look at how our customers are going to market. You're, you, know, you have that concept of you, you're building something in the after the, the, the post-sales aftermarket support. That post-sales aftermarket support is incredibly expensive, and it's an area where customers are looking to change that dynamic from cost reduction to something that is more customer or proactive support. That's why that's sort of, sort of really important for us. Thanks, that, Dean. What, what does expanding the scope of field service management look like? You know, that's interesting. At Wipro, we're actually trying to challenge the concept of field service management and some of the language around field service management. Um, one of the, the, the concepts is that you have an agent in the field. And we've all had that, that conversation or we've all had that education that you have agents who are getting older not a lot of more not a, not a lot of the younger people are getting into the industry and the institutional knowledge is being lost in fewer and fewer agents what we're looking at it as that's an interesting topic and we can explore that but what we're really looking at is changing that that view of what an agent is and and you and I have that uh, you know kind of had some conversations offline about Looking at an agent could be someone who's sitting at a health clinic. Um, that person who's going to be fixing healthcare medical devices or you know trying to reboot a system, do you call that person an agent or is that person a a, uh, a nurse practitioner? Right, a clinician. A clinician, absolutely. Right. Yep. And with your field X offering, there's a component of augmented reality that you've you've brought into that. Is this like a CES futuristic vision or is this happening now? It's happening now and and it's not futuristic. What it is 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 the reality of coming in and empowering the employee to do their job better with more velocity and also to kind of change their employee experience. And and one example that we have is if you're a if you're a a, a, a tech cooling out and fixing a um, fixing a, a dryer. And in the past, 
you would be assigned to a territory, you would get your, your uh, assignment, you would go out, you would take a look at the dryer, listen to what the customer had to say, tear it apart, take a look at it, and then hope that the part was on your truck. The concept of augmented reality or the power of augmented reality is the fact that now you can look at the system, tunnel back to uh, the level two support, and if you have a challenge or, or, or something going on with the dryer that you can't fix, you'd actually have remote support or remote assist that will allow you to get the job done faster and quicker. The interesting thing that Wipro did when we built the field service management offering FieldX on the ServiceNow platform was that we enabled a couple different things. We took and we created a, so we built an estimation tool that allows customers to give, allows a company to provide an estimate up front of what the, what the, what the dryer repair will, will, will be. The, the concept there was if the dryer on retail costs $600 and your repair cost is going to be $500, there's a good chance that, that you may not even be running a truck. So we did a cost of, of estimation tool up front, and we also did an entitlement. One of the areas that we've done, and, and we, can, we can do the same analogy with your dryer repair, but it's also the same in any type of repair facility from any time that someone does from key off to key back on. So let's talk about um, construction machi machinery that's sitting in the, in the field. The entitlements is really important, is if you go out there and you're looking at uh, something to repair, you need to know what's in warranty, what's not in warranty, what are their entitlements? What type of support do they have? And all of that is baked into the field service uh, management offering called FieldX. We took that Apple approach. When you walk into an Apple store and you take your, your, your iPhone or your iPad, Apple knows what you're entitled to. They also know what you can be upgraded to. They have all this information that is packed that customer experience, when you walk in, that's what customers are, are expecting today, whether they're sitting out in a field trying to get their, their bulldozer fixed, whether they want to get your dryer fixed, or if, as a nurse practitioner or clinician, how do I get my, my, my mammography uh, system rebooted and, and, and back up and running? That's, uh, that's insightful. I want to take a moment and just kind of unpack that a little bit for our audience because I think there's some pieces there that could resonate. I want to make sure that, that uh, our listeners understand your description of that level two support with the augmented reality and the, the talent challenges and how that connects back to the talent. So talent's a huge challenge, right? You've got the workforce turning over. You have individuals that don't have that institutional knowledge. Um, you're trying to drive a, an efficient delivery out to repair those devices. So you're, you're augmenting the talent that's rolling in the truck with a level two support that can see inside of those devices and be kind of their, their hands and their eyes in, in helping to diagnose the issue in a more rapid extent. Is that, is that, is that fair? Yeah, and, and it's fair. And, and we're actually, you know, sort of coined, you know, at least internally, no paper, no texts, no trucks. And that concept is... If we can use augmented reality to replace any type of paper instructions, because if you go back to the example of the clinician who needs to reboot a machine, there's always some sort of paper instructions that IT provides or the manufacturer provides. And 
it's generally like either taped to the bottom of the machine or somehow daisy chained to the machine. A lot of that just gets lost. So the, the concept of no instructions is that's what the augmented reality is. So with our system, you can use a simple iPad, go into the, the, the augmented reality portion. You'll get something like an instruct phase that comes on board and you can see the reboot systems that you're the, 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 the reboot sequence that you have to go through in order to get the back, uh, get the system back up and running. If you do get stuck, there's almost like a little panic button. So you can actually click a button and you are instantly connected to someone in a, you know, in a facility back at the home office. And the power of that instant connection is twofold for the person that's in the field. It's a, it's a level of reassurance, right? So don't cut the red wire, you know, the tongue in cheek, like that's kind of what we're looking at here, right? You have a machine that people aren't familiar with and they're trying to reboot it. They're trying to get it back online. And if they're, if they get it stuck, they can ask someone who for help on the, on that level two side, right? This is where you have the, the, your subject matter experts. And now rather than having every single one of them as, you know, in the field, now you can do the one to many approach where you have the tech can support not only the person, you know, sitting in Boston, they might have another, another field tech or another situation in Washington, D.C. or in Miami. So now you're getting scale. That's the power of, of augmented reality. It is the saving time on any type of field service truck roll. So the expense of that, it's empowering the employee to take more ownership of the content that, that they're supposed to support. And it is the comfort knowing that if something happens, you can kind of push a button and you can get connected to someone who can walk you through that uh, that level of support. I think that helps bring to life what FieldX offers and the efficiency gains that that can provide. And thinking about the applicability, whether it's in a, a, a healthcare setting or you know in the middle of a field, you know whether it's a farmer or oil or energy, you know reestablishing service is ultimately the the end result that you're trying to drive in a most efficient and effective way. Everyone has that concept from key off to key back on, whether you're, you know, a, a utility, whether you you mentioned, you know, a farmer or, you know, somebody on an, on an oil rig. Every time, every second that you are down, that is costing you money and you want to get back up as fast as possible. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So as we move forward, Dean, you you talked a little bit about the term agent. So let's unpack that a little bit more. Who are the users of field service management? Yeah, great question. And I think I kind of was, you know, touching upon that at the very beginning is the de the definition of agent has changed, right? It used to be, uh, you you know, you almost think of what the Maytag repairman would look like, right? Everyone, everyone as soon as I say that on this, pat on this podcast, they're going to have that picture uh, in their mind. But what we're trying to define is that agent, you know, could be that clinician that we were discussing, could be that farmer, could be summoning on an, on an oil rig. Expand that to all the different industries that we are touching. That is the agent. And the, the, what the Power of the ServiceNow platform does, it not only democratizes the field service management experience, but it also allows us to personalize it. 
So this goes back to if we empower that employee experience and if we do our job correctly, the, the experience that someone comes in, a clinician at a healthcare facility, he or she, when they're trying to reboot a machine, they're going to have a personalized experience and a connection on the back end to help them with everything that they're trying to get done. Because they're not really thinking about, you know, how fast I can get this machine back up. It's more of a burden to them because they want to get back to taking care of their, their customers, their, their uh, clients, you know, and, the, and in, the, in the concept of what we're talking here with clinicians, they want to start talking about their patients. What we're asking agents to do, and, and we're back to, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth on the term agent, but what we're asking anyone who is in the field supporting equipment is we want it to be less about supporting the equipment and getting them back to doing their job and doing, their, get, and doing what they're getting paid to do and what they really want to do. So that's sort of the power we were, we're hoping to come across. That's a very powerful correlation there, getting them back to doing their job, not repairing or returning to service what they're needing to use in order to actually do their job. So if, if we talk a little bit more around field service management and we correlate customer service management, can you talk about the correlation there uh, a little bit for me? It's interesting. We actually sort of blend them both, right? At Wipro, we look at We've seen the value of CSM and, and uh, uh, field service management, uh, that better together story. And for us, we're looking at how do we solve the challenge that we have today? And the better together story with CSM and FSM is real. For us, when we're looking at how do we approach this, it, it is the scheduling component it is looking at entitlements. It's looking at um, making sure that when we are trying to get a customer or empowering the customer to save on truck rolls, to save on anything that has to do with, with cost savings, that's the power of what we're trying to, trying to accomplish here. So we believe in that, that better together story. And for us, when we do anything that's field service management, we, we, we don't really delineate. And to a client, when we provide that as an, an offering or, or a solution, we're coming in and talking about customer outcomes as opposed to yeah, modules on a, on, a, on, a, on a platform. You talked about Apple a little bit ago. You know, and Apple kind of redefined customer experience, right? Being able to understand who you are, what you are. Service now is redefining customer experience, right? So, so everyone, we, we, we talk about Apple, right? It's, it's an easy one, an Amazon experience, this, that, and the other. Service now is redefining that. So Wipro has bought in on the concept of service now changing the experience. So when you asked, when we were talking about coming on today and talking about field service management, the first thing that, that popped in my mind was not about estimation tools, scheduling, entitlements. It is about changing the employee experience. So I, 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 I feel like I cut you off there a little bit, but we, yes, we can talk about the Apple experience, but the ServiceNow experience is something that, that we're starting to use our, our, our terminology in turn. Well, it used to be about the customer experience, but now we're talking about employee experience and if the employee experience isn't as good or better as what we're giving to our customers, then you have a dichotomy. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. 
So, so here at ServiceNow and with Wipro, FieldX and, and what we're doing together is providing both. We're improving not only the customer experience, but we're ensuring that the employee experience and delivering that service is, is, is equal or equivalent at a minimum. Yeah, I, I, and I think the phrase that, that we like to use or I like to use is democratization and personalization, right? So we don't want, I, I, think, I think you just said it you know, perfectly, is that you know, we're, we're trying to give a great customer experience, but if we leave out the employee, you know, it, that, that, that paradigm is, is that, that we're, we're going to struggle with that, right? So as if we're going to be trying to do a, you know, trying to do something for a client, they're looking at it and saying, we have employees, we've got customers. I don't want to make that delineation. And then the personalization that the ServiceNow platform allows us to bring in, that is what is, that, that's, that's the empowerment, right? So the fact that when I would go onto the system, if I come out of the field X, it knows who I am. It knows what type of qualifications I have so that when I do push you know, uh, a button and ask for more, more support ever, all that information is going to be, going to be transferred over there. So that's that, you know, that, that's sort of the, that, that's sort of the, 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 the piece of the puzzle that, that I, I think that, that is uh, the most powerful there is that customer and employee making sure that both are, are one and the same. I love that. Yeah. I love that. What is the first step for listeners to do when they want to take a step back and evaluate where they go from here? Where, where, do your customers, or where do you see your customers start? You know, um, where do they start? Kind of a couple different camps. Clients will come to Wipro, especially around field service management, because they have a legacy system in the field. For whatever reason, it's not working for them. Or what they're trying to develop, they are inherently hamstrung because of their current system. So we get a lot of customers coming to us and saying, we have this system. It is allowing us to do basic scheduling, basic routing, a little bit of inventory. But what we're looking to do is turn field service management from a cost center to something that is employee-centric, customer-centric, and empower that interaction so that it can help our customer or NPS score, net promoter score, that's the dynamic that we're seeing that changing. So we have that sort of bucket of customers because they have a legacy tool and they're coming to us and saying, help. The other one we're seeing is with, and, and this goes back to the customer service and field service management better together. We have with all the new customer experience or customer models that are being generated, you're building a product, you're going to have to you're going to have to do some level of support around it. And they're coming to us and saying, we just don't want to buy into a legacy tool or something that's off the, you know, kind of, kind of, we don't want to go and buy something that is a point solution. Help us take the power of the ServiceNow platform and provide that to the, to our clients. So we get, we get probably the bulk of our customers are already ServiceNow customers and they're coming to us and saying, rather than buying a point solution and taking us down a path that is very narrow and will do the job, what else can we do on the platform? So help us take the ServiceNow platform, expand from you know a customer service module, if you will, expand that into financials uh, into 
field service management, and the power of the platform is exponential growth or exponential power, right? The more you put on the on the platform, the better it becomes. So I would say that those are sort of the two buckets of customers that we get or how customers will kind of begin. What we're seeing is more and more customers realize they have ServiceNow in there, that they already have ServiceNow in their company today, and they're realizing the power and the breadth of the of the ServiceNow platform. Let's just dive deeper on the customer segment, if, if you don't mind, just for a moment. Are you seeing differences in terms of like industries? So organizations in different industries, are they at different maturity points to take advantage of a field X? Yes and no. So, so, so great question. Field X was really, we, we built it to go after the manufacturing uh, industry. What we quickly learned was the applicability across a number of different areas. We now, Field X has installs in healthcare and medical devices. We have it in retail. We have it in utilities and field X in energy and energy installs. And one of the areas that that we were discussing, you know, kind of prior to coming on on uh, on air today, we were really talking about, you know, where does where what can we do around field X that we're not seeing today? And field X being integrated or tied to drones and being able to change that customer experience. And and the example that I give is is. We have a client in Western Canada who right now they need to go out and do pipeline ins- inspection. And the current modus operandi is they've got men and women in trucks and they get out to a point and they're hiking out to do and take a look at some of these pipelines. And what when and and now they're trying to fly drones and this, that, and the other. What we have just what we've worked with them on and, and we're kind of prototyping as we speak is taking that drone capability, integrating it into FieldX and providing a, 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 a solution for them so they no longer have to make that, that hike and try to find what the issue is on, on, on the pipeline. So it's, it's, those type of, it's those type of scenarios that we see over and over the, the applicability of FieldX. So what was really started in manufacturing has really transcended almost every single industry that, that we could think of. When we built FieldX with ServiceNow, we weren't thinking about you know, healthcare, healthcare clinics that are sitting in your, you know, in, your, in your pharmacies. We weren't thinking about that. Where we're, where we're seeing is not only field service management, but almost extending into operational technology or you know, being able to, to look and identify sensors and even support the sensors are out there. So the applicability of field service management and in particular field X, not only is it going to cut across industries, but it's the, the, the scope and scale is going to, is going to extremely uh, expand very quickly. As the capabilities of the ServiceNow platform mature, same will, will, will field X. That's, that's very insightful. And there's a piece of the conversation that we've not touched on yet that I want to just, you know, ask you about, and that's that's the correlation of ESG and field service management. Yeah, I'm not sure many of our listeners have really thought about the relationship there. You know, so ESG is interesting, right? So the whole sustainability, I'm going to use the word movement because it's just, it's such a powerful um, movement that we've got going on. It relates to this labor 
So everyone that we are looking to, uh, companies who are looking to hire, ESG has a major influence on candidates choosing a company to go work for. ESG has a major implication on customer service and field service from a, from a, from a service now standpoint is making sure that your vendors or your vendors and vendors or your vendors, vendors, vendors are compliant. When we look at ESG, we look at ESG across any offering that we develop. And this just happens to be one of, I don't know, probably a dozen offerings. So ESG is, is sort of, you know, core to everything that we do. And it's interesting because this is, you know, I, I hear this question a lot is, you know, ESG and field service management, some people look at it and, and, they, and they say, I don't quite understand the connection. I'm actually almost going to be asking, going to kind of push back a little bit and say, how are you not seeing the connection in terms of that? Because ESG is coming across and being, you know, uh, important to everything that we look at, whether it's, whether it's global business services, supply chain, field service management, ESG, that common thread is, is, is everywhere. What we're seeing the most when it comes to field service management is especially around the, the, the vendors, right? So you want to be able to choose a vendor around, you know, someone who is, and, and has the ESG data reporting. So we can get data reporting around ESG and you can kind of do your priorities. The other thing that we're looking at is how efficient or how economic or how sustainable are you with sending out someone to fix your products? So it's that type of reporting that is sort of changing how ESG is being kind of viewed across all of all of it. So and just for FSM in particular. I think that's intriguing. You know, as as we start to think about the impacts of ESG and organizations focusing on that topic and sustainability um, and how field service and the adaptation of technology in relation to field service can truly change the trajectory of, of how field service can impact ESG. I go and start thinking about, so when we, when everything we do, we, we, we start with, with sort of sustainability or ESG in mind. And when, when I, we were looking at, you know, how do we, how do we position augmented reality to our clients? We start talking about from an ESG lens and thinking about if we had a point solution, if it wasn't on service now, and you were a clinician and you needed to reboot a machine in your facility, you would go to paper, you would get frustrated, you'd make a phone call. And depending on the, depending on the availability and the location of the tech, they would either, you know, get in a truck and drive, or at times, you know, they're getting on a plane and sending it out. And let's just continue with that thread. A lot of times what we saw uh, what a lot of clients were coming back and saying is, yes, we would take our best person, he or she would now jump on a plane and we'd fly them into a state. They would take a look, they would open up the machine, realize that the entitlements were, were you know, you, you, you're going to have to pay for this service. I'm looking at the machine and the model, the model number 400 has changed in, in the production line. I'm not really familiar with this new version. So now we're sending out another person on a plane and now you got two people you know he or she are now sitting there trying to fix a machine and if they get stuck 
they're sending out a third person. So the impact to ESG or, or sustainability, let's just call it that, is, is really impactful for, for field service management. If we can use augmented reality to no paper, no trucks, no techs, if we can really get down to use ESG to kind of come out and reduce any of those costs and reduce our carbon footprint, that's a winner for us. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. What are some of the key trends that listeners should be following or looking for the future? Like, where do you think we're heading? I think for the future, the the definition of agent is just going to be changed and, and, and perhaps we even won't even use the name agent anymore. Trends in field service management is going to become more personalized. It's going to empower not only quote, an agent or a clinician in your company, but also for, for end users. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big do-it-yourselfer. You know, my first response is if something breaks, I'm going to go to YouTube and try to fix it myself. A lot of times then I get stuck and then I'll call, I'll call, the, I call the, uh, the company. With augmented reality and field service management, that is going to be key is to em- empowering the end user to fix and uh, adapt and and empower them to to fix any any challenges and and things like that they come that they face. So the the consumer becomes kind of that first level triage, leveraging technology and, and the availability to kind of help us self diagnose, and then we can get better at return to service. Absolutely, I, and I got to tell you, I'm going to full disclosure here is is I've been known that if you know if, if my dryer broke is to take it apart first just to see if I can fix it and then hopefully get it back together before the truck person before the tech shows up and takes a look at it and then I have to explain to explain to he or she that see yep I'm, I'm the guy who took it apart and it may not be put back together so that piece of tape that, that, should, that, that it's never been opened you very slightly peel it off absolutely <laughs> put a little duct tape on it but so yeah I think the future is pretty bright for field service management what I what I think is the challenge that we had around labor shortages is a challenge that's not just for field service management. It's for everybody. And now you have augmented reality uh, coming in. I think it's going to change that dynamic and maybe perhaps change that trajectory. That's kind of what we're, we're, we're sort of seeing from a, from a futuristic kind of standpoint. So last question before, before we drop. So you talked about labor shortage. And I was going to ask this question before, but I want to go back to it. You know, talent and labor is a huge cost component of field service management. Sure. There's a there's a changeover happening right now. You know, the labor shortage, like where do these positions come from? Do they require a four-year degree? Are trade schools a potential um, opportunity for new individuals to come into, you know, this type of, of a trade? So it's interesting. We were talking to one of our clients and uh, we were kind of having a cold conversation because you see it at conferences, you see it when you talk to clients, you know, you, you know, labor is kind of written on the top of all presentations that you sit through. And when we were sitting there, you know, chatting and they were saying, look, labor's, labor shortages is always going to be a problem. Do you ask the question specifically, you know, what type of degree or, or, or you know, whether they need a four-year degree coming out of trade schools or, or, or whatnot? If we take a look at trying to solve that challenge, I don't think the requirements are going to be an issue for the labor. I think it's going to be attracting and changing the employee experience is what is going to get, it's going to change the the trajectory of the labor shortage. 
So if we can use augmented reality to, to empower the employee experience, the more happy people in field service management is going to attract more em employees in there. So the hope is that with technology and the advancements of like augmented reality, you know, um, generative AI, we haven't even talked about that. We could probably talk about that for, for, you know, an, an hour. That's for, That's for another episode. But I think that is what's going to change the trajectory of the labor shortage rather than, you know, degrees and certifications. I, I think the degrees and certifications are always going to be there. Right. But I think for us, how do we change the employee experience to attract more people to that, to our, to our industry? I love that point of view and, and the, the answer there. Thank you, Dean. So Dean, thank you so much for joining us today. I know our listeners will get a lot out of our conversation. I, I'm just, I was thrilled to be here. I, you know, I, I love talking about this topic, love chatting with you. I you know, always get into great discussions. I'm glad we're putting this, you know, on, on, on a podcast. So yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Absolutely. And thank you to all of our listeners. Please subscribe and share if you like what you heard today and be sure to join us for our next episode.